It's Monday. It's April 12th. And the word of the day is Alchmers, which means weariness about having the same boring flaws and anxieties that have been bothering you and the people around you for years. Used in a sentence, you guys don't think I have too much Alchmers, do you? <laughs> you have to tell me. Hey, Heath, thanks for putting this word on our show after my wife had to pick what went on the inside of my wedding ring. I appreciate it. I just want to say. No, you know, I'm going to go ahead and say it, Eli. Your flaws are unique and ever-changing. I'm no illusions. <laughs> okay, you read the inside of my ring. I'm Eli Bosnick. I'm Heath Enright. And broadcasting delayed from America's Far Center, we are the Skeptocrats. Oh, this week's episode, Matt Gates is going to jail. Amazon workers reject collectivism in favor of everybody having their own pee bottle. And all of a sudden, Mitch McConnell is a communist who hates freedom. Huh. So weird. But first, the rest of the intro music. Joining me for headlines tonight are my fellow skeptic rats, no illusions, and Eli Bosnick. Gentlemen, you're all vaxxed up with the cyborg chip from Bill oh, Gates. Yeah. So what powers did you get? I, I can divide by zero. No. Yeah. <laughs> and nice. mine's like a psychic thing. It's pretty cool. It's called uh, premature ejaculation. It's nice. a, I have oh. sex before I have sex. It's pretty advanced. Yeah. yeah. It um, saves you a lot of time. That's yeah. efficient. That's just good time management. Yep. <laughs> all right. In our lead story tonight. A whole bunch of Republican nightmares are coming true. And my new porn is just watching like popcorn guy from that meme. I okay. love it. Um, Keith, that guy is Michael Jackson and yep. he is in heaven dancing for no, the no, Lord. No, okay. That's not. There's other <laughs> ones where it's not him. I know that now that you mentioned that. He, that's the famous one with him. But that's not what I meant. Anyway, so uh, point being, the reality, it, it's nothing like the nightmares Republicans are describing. But if you just say it normal with reasonable wording, then yes, their nightmares are coming true sometimes. Like, we didn't declare prima nocta and breed shitty white people out of the population, but shitty white people are becoming less of the population in the United States. And it's leading to a beautiful new trend. Free speech and free enterprise are biting Republicans in the ass, yep. and the invisible hand of the market isn't so goddamn white anymore. And the latest example was the decision by Major League Baseball to pull the All-Star game out of Georgia for spite after the state passed a giant voter suppression bill because democracy backfired on the GOP in Georgia. Okay, Keith, I know you were just painting a word picture just now, and, and a lovely one at that, but I'm not going to lie, I spent like 20 seconds wondering how the All-Star game was going to mean less white people. I was like, <laughs> all right. <laughs> well, I, 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 honestly, at the rate that they're hyperventilating over this, I, they're dropping left and right. So, yeah. yeah, we might get a, a few. Yeah, we might get a few. <laughs> so this isn't the first time a major sports league did something like this. The NBA and the NFL have canceled events in bigot states already. But the MLB and its fan base are way whiter and way more conservative in comparison, which honestly isn't surprising. We're a, we're a boring people who like boring stuff. Yeah. Baseball's boring. Baseball is the unseasoned food of professional sports. Yeah. Unfair. yeah, they should say that at the beginning of every game. <laughs> <laughs> and speaking of embarrassing white stuff, Brian Kemp, Tucker Carlson and Donald Trump <laughs> all had panicky responses to this. Kemp said, I'm not even really the governor of Georgia. I cheated or something like that. <laughs> I think, I know, I, that's what I heard. He said something. Tucker Carlson accused the MLB of using 
veto power over the democratic process. Mm. I guess with the All-Star game in Denver, that means Colorado gets to vote on Georgia stuff from now on, yeah. so it's like a veto. I don't know. <laughs> God, I Most wish that know was that. the case. Yeah. Oh. No, you, you learn some interesting <laughs> stuff on Fox News. They tell you it's new information. And here's what Trump had to say. Quote, boycott baseball and all of the woke companies that are interfering with free and fair elections. Are you listening, Coke, Delta, and all? Oh, End quote. Really, Donald? You're going to boycott Coke? Yeah. <laughs> you're going to have a new button installed for someone to bring you a Diet Pepsi? Be serious, yeah. man. Come on. <laughs> I'm sorry, but Tucker Carlson accusing Major League Baseball of being the ones that try to veto the Democratic process could only be outdone if he had accused them of being Tucker Carlson. <laughs> <laughs> And still speaking of embarrassing white stuff, Mitch McConnell's neckwaddle gave a big speech about how capitalism is getting hijacked by other capitalism. Right. According to McConnell. Owie, I cut myself on the edge of this free market sword. The, uh, this is the second edge of this. Okay. <laughs> I didn't know that. Fuck. Time out on my whole thing with corporations doing what they want. Just quick time out. There was two sides of the sword. Fuck. He described it as... The outrage industrial complex. That's an exact quote. And also exact quote, economic blackmail. What? And, yep, sure the yeah, fuck is. That is. Usually we just call it economics. Well, right, yeah. But, <laughs> but yes, the demand for bigotry has gone down a little bit. So the supply went down too. Fuck your face. Yes, that happened. I love that the shift over the last few years has gone from, oh, they call us racist when we aren't, to, okay, we are very much racist, but you don't have to be dicks about it. Right, yeah. <laughs> and here's my favorite part. As we all know, thanks to Citizens United, corporations are people too. So McConnell and the entire Republican Party are getting shat on by their own horrible doctrine. After the entire internet pointed out that hypocrisy, McConnell responded, quote, gurgle, or it was something like that. That's right, what I yeah. heard. He said something. Sure. All that being said, we've still got a long way to go, but even the baby steps are fun to watch. So big thanks to everyone who's part of the, uh, the outrage industrial complex. Right. Great work. Eisenhower would be proud. And Georgia can have their toys back at the end of the semester if they stop being Nazis. Oh, or not at all. I'm fine yeah. either way. <laughs> Maybe yeah. we just keep their toys. I'm, I'm, I'm lobbying for a new state slogan. Put it on the license plates. Georgia, leading the nation in trailing the nation. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, we're going to take a quick break for a word from our sponsor, Keeps. What the... Eli, get in here. Hey, 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 Noah. Uh, what's up? Dude, wh what are you doing? Wh what's with the boots and the monkey bars? Oh, this. Well, I, um, I don't know if you've noticed, but I'm, I've been thinning a little up top lately. I, I've seen you with my eyes, yes. Okay, so my beard is more long and luxurious than it's ever been. So I got to thinking... Buy some of those anti-gravity boots, monkey bars around the house, boom. I've got a lustrous thick head of hair. Oh, okay, first of all, that's not how anything works. And secondly, if you're worried about hair loss, why don't you just try Keeps? What's Keeps? Keeps offers a simple, stress-free way of keeping your hair. Oh, yeah? How do they do that? With convenient virtual doctor consultations and medications delivered straight to your door every three months, you don't even have to leave your home. 
I don't know, Noah. I spent a lot of money having these monkey bars installed. Well, that's okay. Keeps is low cost. Treatments start at just $10 per month, and Keeps offers generic versions. Wow, that does sound good. But how do I try it? Well, if you're ready to take action and prevent hair loss, go to K-E-E-P-S dot com slash Skeptocrat to receive your first month of treatment for free. That's K-E-E-P-S dot com slash Skeptocrat to get your first month free. K-E-E-P-S dot com slash Skeptocrat. All right, Noah. Sounds good. Uh, will, will you help me get out of these? How, how do you go to the bathroom in those things? Carefully, no illusions. Very carefully. We're back. Next up in headlines in Enemy at the Gates news. Matt Gates is fucked. <laughs> so fun. I mean, fuck. Actually, guys, help me out here. 4.67 seconds on the clock. How fucked is Matt Gates? Oh, uh, he's as fucked as Jerry Falwell's wife during a parent teacher conference. Ooh. Sure. Uh, he's as fucked as a vaccine made in Baltimore. <laughs> <laughs> yes and yes. All those answers. But also, somehow more. So, here's the story for those of you who missed it. Someone put a Beavis bobblehead in a jar of racism for a year. And Matt Gates is what sprang out. He's been a politician for a little while. But now, he's going... He has a very big face. <laughs> yeah. It's too big. Yeah, it's weird. And His face now... is too big. Squished. Stupid face. <laughs> And now he's going right back into the jar because his child prostitute connection who got caught is singing a one-man opera about all the children that Matt Gates raped. Can, can I just say that it's weird for you to pause after all the children he raped like you just set us up for some singers? Yeah, uh, thank you. You guys thank can you. make opera jokes. Oh, opera right. Jokes. No, oh, cool. Yeah, good hook there. That thank would be you. appropriate. Yeah. That would be appropriate. So, yeah. Prano. So Joel Greenberg, who was first (laughs) indicted last year, has since been charged on 33 counts, including sex trafficking of a minor, bribery, stalking, defrauding the Paycheck Protection Program. And according to the New York Times, he was doing a bunch of that stuff with and for his, quote, wingman, Matt Gates. According to info acquired by the Daily Beast, Gates sent a payment of $900 to Greenberg, which Greenberg then sent to teenage prostitutes. And according to a court hearing last week, Greenberg is now cooperating with the feds. And so in the words of he then write, wah, wah. Okay, it's womp womp, if yeah, you wanted to like really say that. <laughs> and it gives way too much levity to the pure evil here. Now, that being said, I will personally pay for a trombone player to do sound effects for everything that happens to Matt Gates while he's in jail for being involved with underage sex trafficking. I will pay that guy to follow <laughs> him around in jail. Get his cellmate, teach him. Uh, now, it should be pointed out that Gates denies all these charges, claiming that he's being blackmailed for stuff he didn't do by, by people he can't name, but they are very real and he is innocent. He also went so far as to author an op-ed last week explaining that he has no intention of resigning. A statement second only to, I'm resigning now in its relationship to when people are about to resign. (laughs) But resign or no, chances are good, nay, great, my friends, that Gates is going to jail for an awfully long time. And you know what? If he does... I have a hunch you might start caring about COVID rates among prison populations. So it's a win-win, everyone. Yeah, all of a it's sudden. A win-win. Yeah, no, this, this story is just incredible. Like, apparently he sought a preemptive 
blanket pardon from Trump in January. Wow. Uh, but I guess I guess Trump didn't take Venmo, so yeah. Jesus Christ, he's so <laughs> he's so fucking awful. Like I love that horrible things are happening to him, but the, all the context makes it just so so evil and terrible. Like I want that trombone player. I don't want the terrible things he did to happen to him or anybody in jail. But I hope he gets fucking beat up or a lot uh, a yeah of, absolutely we can allow him i don't to normally beat. want anybody to get beat up in jail but matt gates yeah <laughs> matt gates i'd play that video game and speaking of <laughs> things that improve your mental I'd health i'd play that video game too it took me a second yes i would absolutely <laughs> play that video game and speaking of things that improve your mental health let's toss things over to our next sponsor this week better help And then, right when you get to the lamppost, you bail. Which lamppost? That, that, that one. I need you to be so much more specific right now. Hey, guys, wh what are you doing with my car? Oh, hey, Noah, we're just uh, faking Heath's death. Again, Heath, you gotta stop borrowing money from the mob, man. Really no, 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 no. I get why you would say that, though. This is because I'm trying to break up with my therapist. Break up with your therapist? Yeah, I've seen him for a few sessions now, and it's just not a good fit. So you're faking your own death? Faking my own death, yes. Heath, why don't you just try BetterHelp? Oh, what's BetterHelp? BetterHelp is professional counseling done securely online. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. Plus, BetterHelp has a broad range of expertise available, which may not be locally available in many areas. So if you need a therapist who's trans-affirming, secular, or sex work positive, they can help you find someone. That does sound good, but what if I don't like them? I can only fake my death so many times. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches, so they make it easy and free to change counselors if needed. Oh, so no awkward therapist breakups. No awkward therapist breakups. Plus, BetterHelp is more affordable than traditional offline counseling, and financial aid is available. All right, Noah, I'm in. Where do I sign up? Just visit BetterHelp.com slash Skeptocrat. That's BetterHelp and join over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp, and the Skeptocrat listeners get 10% off their first month at BetterHelp.com slash Skeptocrat. All right. Thanks, Noah. So, Eli, that lamppost right there, that yeah. one? Yeah, that's the one. Wait, wait, wait. wait, wait. Okay. I thought you were going to try BetterHelp. Oh, no, I am. I just, um, I also need to cancel MoviePass. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Fake your own death then. Yeah, gotta. Gotta do mm -hmm. it. And we're back. Next up in headlines, in Ukraine or shine news. Vladimir Putin is creeping up on 70 <laughs> years old. Rain or shine. Thank you. And he's starting to realize that his window to spark a worldwide conflict is, is closing, damn it. He'd like to give it one more go. So his latest bid at historical infamy comes in the form of a massive buildup of forces along the line of contact with Ukraine. The largest deployment in the last seven years, according to the U.S. government. And this comes along with no demands or announcements or public declarations of any sort. So... Huh. He's mad, but if you don't know why, he's not going to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I want you to just already know it's because we always get Thai food. Also, mortar attack. Yeah, right. Mortar yeah. attack. Mm -hmm. yeah. Oh, man. I wish my ex had thrown the occasional mortar instead. That would have been so much nicer. <laughs> no. 
No, I, I should caveat everything I'm saying here with a reminder that it's not always about us, right? Old Vladdy Poots is desperately trying to change the subject back home to anything other than his very popular and currently imprisoned and dying political rival, Alexei Navalny. Um, Ukraine has also made some very public moves to try to curb Russian influence in their local politics. That being said, there is no doubt that some of this is in reaction to Biden's harsh rhetoric about punishing Russia for their interference in U.S. elections. The Biden administration has said they'd pursue both sanctions and cyber operations, whatever the hell that means, in retaliation. And and to some degree, Putin's reminding them that we only got rid of one of the crazy world leaders with nuclear weapons and Russia's interests prioritized above America's in January. <laughs> okay, I definitely don't want more cyber wars, mostly because we seem to lose to Russia every goddamn How time there's a cyber yeah. war. They're so much better for, I don't know, we don't have computer nerds, <laughs> right? but... I'd definitely be entertained if we start doing like low level stuff, not like full on war stuff, just little things like making alert dots on all their phone icons <laughs> that will not go away no matter oh, what you do. Like that oh, would be great if making, all of Russia's military had to deal with that. Yeah. It's like it made it always look like she's texting you back, but it never quite comes through. Oh. Or, yeah. <laughs> I like this shit. Yeah. There's always a typing dot dot dot. Yeah. <laughs> they waste so much fucking time. You can send people that as a gif. It it really hurts them. <laughs> it harms them quite a bit. You know, okay, but that said, if we're going to try a cyber war, we know that Biden has asked his nerds if we can, like, try asking Russia's supercomputers if God can make a mountain he yeah, can't right. move where he <laughs> is. Dude, don't you just have to get it, get it, play tic-tac-toe against itself. It'll be on our side. <laughs> of it. Yeah. So, so, sure, informed and honest people can disagree about the, what the real motivation behind this buildup actually is. Uh, but they can all agree what it isn't. And that's all the shit Putin's government is pretending it is. Yeah, that's a, that's a safe rule of thumb. He's lying, yeah, whatever exactly, that's being said. Exactly, yeah, right. that's not it. So several Russian officials have been laying groundwork for an invasion with references to the Srebrenica massacre in Bosnia-Herzegovina, and fuck them for making me try to pronounce that shit. Um, but, but the point they're making is that, like, uh, they'd launch a full-on invasion to prevent another Srebrenica, and... and they, like that was a an ethnic massacre of Muslims by the Serb army, right? There's virtually no ethnic, linguistic, or cultural difference between the two sides of the line of contact in this instance. So, it, it, would you be every bit as relevant to say that they would invade to prevent another Superman reboot? <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I feel like they're just mad that Bucky's arm is stupid and not a real power, and Marvel is like, <laughs> oh, Russia would just give him metal arm. I don't know. That's the best they could do. How, how come he is activated with Russian words, huh? This is racist. That's why. <laughs> he is racist. <laughs> No, but so even worse is the claim that they'd invade to protect people with dual Ukrainian and Russian citizenship, which sounds kind of reasonable until you learn that over the last seven years since this conflict's been going on, they've just been granting dual citizenship to Ukrainian separatists in the region, right? Which is like me loaning you my car, then claiming your house is my own since that's my car in the driveway. Uh, but but their silliest justification is to say that it was actually Ukraine that escalated tensions by amassing Russian troops on its border. I think they're, they're still fleshing that one out, I guess. Okay, well, in fairness, stop resisting is a cornerstone of U.S. foreign policy, oh, no, that's too, true. throughout history. That's and domestic policy, yeah, yeah, right. Okay, so, but anyway, the, the, the key takeaway here is that tensions between Russia and the rest of the world are increasing again, and, and while your Aunt Kathy will no doubt point to that as some kind of evidence that Trump was doing a better job with foreign policy, it's important to emphasize that there's... Supposed to be tension with the bad guys. 
Otherwise, you're the bad guy. That's you then. Yeah. Yes, that's yeah. correct. <laughs> Did not piss off the Bond villain in the Kremlin is not the glowing praise your aunt thinks it is. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> and next up in headlines. Tucker Carlson looks like a confused soda jerk. Just all the time. <laughs> yeah. All the time. That's his face. Like someone always just named a flavor that was too hard for him. It's he's so confused. I call it resting glitch face. Fantastic. He's like cherry vanilla. Is, is my dad gonna be able to close down the teen center? It's too much. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. I have a lot of things on my mind. I'm confused. Also, Tucker Carlson is rumored to be a top contender Do it. for the 2024 GOP presidential oh, yes. nomination. Do oh. it. He really is. Yes. And, of course, he's the number one rated cable news host in America with about 5 million viewers every night on Fox News, five we, nights a week. We get something like that. Yeah. And that makes him mathematically the wrongest person in the country <laughs> or very close to it. So I decided to watch his show and catalog a bit of the wrong because I hate joy. I decided to do this. So <laughs> welcome to a new segment that might pop up from time to time. Hopefully not too often. Uh, Eli, what are we going to call it? Welcome to uh, tuck your face. Yes. <laughs> welcome to tuck your face. So we're going to watch some Tucker and, you know, redline it for the public good. Uh, uh, that's the royal we. <laughs> it better be. <laughs> so pretty much all the idiot Republicans in your life are getting their news from this guy. Hopefully this can help you out with knowing thine enemy and giving you a list of corrections to tell them about. Those people love a good correction. They're very good skeptics, so it's going to be fun for everyone. <laughs> yeah, because he'd look back at our five and a half year long career of watching Christian movies and thought, I could take more pain. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, at least with Tucker, you get periodic breaks where you get reminders of how to invest in precious metals and freeze-dried legumes. <laughs> yeah, you do. It's true. All right, so we'll be talking about Tucker's big episode from last week that featured his interview with Piers Morgan. But let's start from the beginning. Tucker starts the episode by frowning with confusion at his teleprompter, the resting glitch face, which we know for a fact. The teleprompter we know for a fact just said, good evening and welcome to Tucker Carlson tonight. That's your name. Say good evening and welcome to your name tonight. And then he spends about 15 minutes complaining we're being way too nice to refugees on our southern border. Too nice? That was the first segment, 15 minutes. Mm. You know, but meanwhile, Biden and the Democrats are doing nothing to help homeless Americans. That was his big uh, complaint. Mm. And nope, right. lying. <laughs> Quick example, the COVID relief package that just got signed just recently includes $50 billion dollars for additional housing assistance. And that bill, by the way, got zero Republican votes, House and Senate combined. Obviously, $50 billion is not solving the problem, but Republicans can complain about this exactly never. Well, right, because if Biden started a massive initiative tomorrow to take better care of the homeless, Tucker would be on his fucking show Wednesday bitching about it. Yes, exactly. Yes, he would. And again, his problem is that we're being too nice Two migrants at the border. Yes, yeah. you heard that correctly. You heard that Parents correctly. Parents yep. are in the same cages as their kids and everything. It's practically the Ritz-Carlton down <laughs> yeah. there, people. Yep. Ridiculous segment to start the show. So from there, we got a segment about 
Hunter Biden's laptop. Are they still talking about that? They are still talking (laughs) about it. Jesus Christ. God damn it. So Tucker interviewed Miranda Devine, the author of a new book called Laptop from Hell. That's the title of her book of journalism. (laughs) Jesus Christ. And she spends the entire time telling stories about Hunter Biden's history of drug addiction. And yeah, he does have a history of drug addiction. And from there, Tucker says... Oh, drug addiction? Yup. Stole the election. Q-E-D. <laughs> yup. Just a reminder, the conspiracy narrative here <laughs> says that Hunter Biden had a laptop that he used to keep all his election-stealing documents and crime stuff. Mm-hmm. That laptop got damaged, which Hunter Biden decided was a problem. So he flew to Delaware, drove to a strip mall where the country's best laptop fixer works and said please recover all my data just don't open the folder called election stealing stuff mm-hmm. please help me that's the story that's the conspiracy story they're still talking and about and then and then never came back for it right right and the hardcore trump supporter who works there knows that the person who gave him that laptop was hunter biden even though he's blind because that's he correct. knows what hunter biden Sounds like. Yeah. So to be fair, Hunter Biden did an interview last week and he did look like the owner of a meth safari trying to dodge questions about his very weird safari business. That did happen. And maybe there's something illegal he did. It's being investigated. We'll find out. But none of this is about stealing the election in November. None. Tucker Carlson just says things next to each other as if logic arrows are legally required to appear magically between everything he says. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Hunter Biden smoked crack and put a video of himself getting a foot job on his laptop. But that's his dick in the video, not the lever on a Dominion voting machine. So it falls firmly into the category of not relevant to the U.S. election, my friend. Yes, it does. Well, with that being said, though, Tucker, there is an investigation about trying to steal the election in November if you wanted to report <laughs> on it. Right. Like, hell, you, you'd probably even have the inside scoop. What with the discovery process and all. <laughs> So that brings us to Tucker's big story for the week. He teased it by saying, what does it mean to be a hero? It means standing up and speaking truth to power. Tucker Carlson said that. And and then he says, and Piers Morgan is that hero. He lost his job for telling the truth. Wait, what? No, 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 no. <laughs> no. Just to be clear, telling the truth has a very non-standard usage there. <laughs> It means he lost his job for suggesting that Meghan Markle is a liar, and it went with overtones of racism and of creepy guy who got rejected by Meghan Markle, and then Piers Morgan stormed off the set of his show when someone pointed all that out. And the interview itself between Carlson and Piers Morgan is two white guys discussing how the real victim of Meghan Markle being the victim of racism was a white guy. Yep. That's, and again, that's the interview. He didn't get fired. He no. quit. Right. right. He walked yeah, off in the middle of the fucking he, show. Yes, he walked off. That's I don't correct. get to shit into the Oreo bits at Yogurt Hut and then come in the next morning yelling, oh, what? So I'm fired for speaking truth to power. <laughs> and, and I say that from experience. That's not well, just yeah, an no, example, so, my you friends. Can, you can do that. They'll just they still will call the cops. And the cops There's a police care. report and everything. I can <laughs> confirm. <laughs> and. 
Just for context, the interview included a plug for Piers Morgan's new book called Wake Up, Why the Liberal War on Free Speech is Even More Dangerous Than COVID-19. What? That's his actual Uh, title. And it also included Piers Morgan claiming that he has the universal support. That's an exact quote. He said he has the universal support of the British public. So before we wrap it up, I'm just going to check on that really quick with our British public correspondent. Marsh, (laughs) is that true? Universal support of the British public? Piers Morgan claims he's got our universal support. Right, the only support for Piers Morgan that could be even close to defined as universal is our collective British desire to see him fired into the heart of the fucking sun. Like, Piers Morgan is and always will be the shitty kid who hung around with the school bully, goading him on just to make sure that he was never the fucking target. And he even showed that. He showed that in his interview with Donald Trump, which was so obsequious and embarrassing that the Russian government is currently holding the only copy of it as compromat. And none of this has stopped him from getting attention. He was the breakfast TV presenter who would spend 99% of his time mocking the snowflakes and the remaining 1% of his time crying over the existence of vegan sausages. And pretty much every word from his mouth would later appear that day on your racist aunt's Facebook page. He is the bellwether of the British culture war with the emphasis on bell. He is the Pied Piper of Gammonlin. He's been very vocal about the importance of protecting our statues. So, you know, I'd like to see him personally deployed to protect our precious statues. Like, Piers, people can't vandalise what they can't get to. So if you really do love these statues as much as you claim, you should do the only honourable thing, and that is to let us lower you onto the statue of Winston Churchill anus first until the whole thing is safely inside of you. Because... I'm just saying it is absolutely in the national interest to see how much of Nelson's column we can fit into Piers Morgan. And, you know, what I'd really, what I'd really love to do is to find Piers Morgan and like put a hessian sack over his head so I no longer have to look at his smug, self-satisfied, culture war-stalking, hypocrisy-farming, shit-eating grin anymore. And once the bag's over his head, I could naked behind his back and all over his and, you know, then I'd take photos of it and I'd sell those photos back to him as evidence of torture in the Middle East, like the hoaxes he published on the front page of the mirror putting British lives at risk. And I'm, I'm not even worried. I'm not even worried about Piers Morgan hearing me say this. In fact, I want him to hear it, which is why I've posted all of this to the one place I can guarantee he's going to be listening. Someone else's voicemail inbox. <laughs> Thank you, Marsh. So I guess it was a non-standard usage of universal public support not exactly universal when michael marshall says he wants to fire you into the sun you know you done fucked up yeah yeah so moral of the story tuck your face (laughs) and in divided we beg news the amazon warehouse in bessemer alabama officially voted not to unionize this week And if you ask any major news outlet, it was because unions aren't shiny or appealing enough to employees and not because of the dozens and dozens of reports of worker intimidation that took place by mail, by phone and at mandatory employee meetings, which staff weren't allowed to record. Uh, It wasn't any of that. No, they just didn't want a union because the people of Alabama hate money. (laughs) Okay, guys. Yeah, yeah. I mean, union, that'd be great. But I feel like we might be abusing our... Our power over management, you know, hold on, uh, just please look away while I shit my helmet really quick. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think we're abusing our power. I think we're abusing it. Okay, but to be fair, it is Alabama, so at least some of this is 
chronic undereducation and active anti-union propaganda since birth. There's at least a little. <laughs> could, yeah, could be that. There's that could a be a factor. sprinkling. There's a sprinkling. So little backstory here for those who aren't in the know. Uh, Amazon is the death of retail. Retail is a horse-drawn carriage, and Amazon is the fucking car. And yeah. you can take my word for it, because my job before this one was desperately pulling a carriage known as a toy store, talking <laughs> about how fresh the air was, and why would anyone even want to go that fast anyway? <laughs> and look, this shift from big fucking store full of underpaid Eli's to box that comes to your door in two days or less means that warehouses where employees have the luxury of peeing right at their workstations <laughs> and getting all their shifts out of the way by 18 hours in a row instead of that pesky nine to five exist. It's great is what I'm saying. This shift yeah. is great. <laughs> oh, so, so great. In fact, that the employees didn't want to fuck it up, you know, by having a say in it, they'd probably say the wrong thing. <laughs> yeah. And look, there are two solutions to a work environment like that. The first is that the United States passes laws that ensure the health and well-being of its workers. I'm sorry. I couldn't get through that with a straight face. Oh. Anyways, the other solution is fucking unions, which are great. Have you ever hired someone who works for a union? It's hell. It's terrible. They get nine lunch breaks and they cost $44 an hour because that's the way things should be. They won't wear a colostomy bag at work. It's untenable. It's untenable for the economy. Yes. And now that Amazon has replaced the practice of buying things, Amazon workers desperately, desperately need a fucking union. Yeah, well, also, all the other workers everywhere. Yeah. Like, like, they need some kind of, I don't know, like a union of states. United <laughs> union of states of people, something like that. Yeah. And, and look, I know I said this at the beginning, but if you read most news outlets' coverage of this thing, they say that the vote went down the way it did because Amazon already pays $15 an hour. Or, and I'm not kidding, this is in the New York Times piece that covered it, the union allied itself too closely with Black Lives Matter for the warehouse's 85% black workforce. Mm. And yes, maybe, as Noah pointed out, there were a few workers who were actually convinced by Amazon putting do it without dues signs in their bathrooms. But the truth of the matter is multiple employees have reported that they were told in no uncertain terms that if the warehouse unionized, it would be shut down and that the people who were being paid 15 whole dollars an hour would lose their jobs during COVID in Alabama. Yeah. Well, and, and hey, look, for whatever it's worth, that's probably true. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but there is a silver lining here. The nation's eyes were on this election and workers all over the country are realizing that maybe they get to vote differently when it comes up at their warehouse. And unions, if you're listening, and I know you are, if you'd like a little advice from the grandchild of a self-proclaimed scab squisher from the Longshoresmen's Union, sometimes the worked the best. Just saying, guys. Just saying. What was all those weird beeps there? Was that Morse code? Coming <laughs> through. That was definitely winky and nudgy enough. You have to keep that I don't, in mind. I feel, I feel like with the with the Morse code, it was winky and nudgy enough. If there's beeps, everyone tweet mean stuff a heap. <laughs> and finally tonight, in pyramid scheme news. Fantastic. Thank you. Egypt 
needs to quit trying to summon act one of a Michael Bay movie right the fuck now, okay? <laughs> We're just getting to the end of this weird-ass dark comedy farce, and nobody needs this shit. It doesn't need to be a doubleheader. It started last weekend with a fucking gilded parade where they trotted out a couple dozen mummies down the streets of Cairo and continued with the announcement on Friday that Egyptologists have now uncovered and are disturbing the largest ancient city ever discovered in the nations. And they even tagged that announcement with the promise that, quote, the mission expects to uncover untouched tombs filled with treasures, end quote. Stop poking the stuff. Whatever you're doing, <laughs> fucking cut it out. Mm-mm. All right, a poison dart just flew past my neck and into the wall as I said that. That, I mean, maybe unrelated, but still, stop poking stuff. Sometimes. So, yeah, so let's start with that weird-ass multi-million dollar cadaver pageant that they're calling the Pharaoh's Golden Parade. This live-streamed extravaganza came as part of the grand opening of the National Museum of Egyptian Civilization, which will now be home to 22 mummies, 18 ancient kings, and four queens, which were previously housed in the Egyptian Museum in Tahrir Square. Uh, and, and when it comes time to move mummies, you can't just shove them in the trunk, apparently. Uh, mummies, ironically, are really hard to keep preserved. So so they have to be put in... <laughs> are they? Well, yeah, to, yeah, in the state that they're in. Um, so they have to be put in these like oxygen-free, nitrogen-filled tanks that were then cocooned in all kinds of shock-absorbent material, which was then all shoved into specifically made capsules designed to keep out bacteria, fungi, and insects. Um, and, and then they put all of that shit in bizarre gilded boat-looking, horse-drawn carriages and paraded it through the streets like they were begging to awaken an ancient curse. (laughs) All right, look, we're making the luxury golf resort that's happening. Jeff Goldblum doesn't know what he's talking about. (laughs) We're fine. We're doing this. I just love that they were like, all right, we must seal this in a highly complicated mummy egg drop container and then we drive it down the middle of the street. Yeah, right, right, exactly. In horse-drawn fucking carriages. Yeah, okay. But 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 when all the mummy flaunting failed to trigger so much as an action sequence, they, they took a new tack, announcing on Friday that they discovered the remains of an ancient city that was swallowed by the sand 3,000 years ago. Dubbed the Lost Golden City, this excavation marks the largest ancient city ever discovered in Egypt. Uh, Betsy Bryan, professor of Egyptian art and archaeology at Johns Hopkins University, called it, quote, the second most important archaeological discovery since the tomb of Tutankhamun, end quote. Uh, the, the, the find has already uncovered residential homes filled with housewares and a bakery complete with ovens and storage pottery, which... It's kind of weird for a city not buried by a volcano or beset by an otherworldly evil so deadly one escaped with only their lives or not at all, right? <laughs> Just aiming Ra at a meeting. Okay, no curses on that one, apparently. That's uh, that's what I thought. I thought we put curses on like pretty much all of this. Just, that one's no. All right, no curse on that. We don't. So lunch. <laughs> But hey, God bless poor Professor Betsy, though, right? She's, she's coming to bat for mummyology, which nobody gives a fuck about. And in her big announcement, she has to caveat for second place. Yeah, she's right. Like, this is almost. <laughs> well, okay. But see, to be fair, there's there's no such thing as, as ancient curses. That's just the thing in, in movies and stuff. <laughs> Noah, <laughs> Noah, please. There's, that's a beat. That's what they <laughs> say at the beginning at of the least, movie. At least it could get any Eamon, worse. you hear us? We're just um, kidding. So, We're just, these, no, no reasonable person could assume they were saying you don't exist. <laughs> no, but so, okay, but the relevant curse that ties these two stories together is actually a lot more recent, and it comes from the form of an economy heavily reliant on tourism that dried up all but entirely in the wake of the Arab Spring. 
Egypt has been pushing hard to revitalize its tourism industry, but given the atrocious human rights records there and the ongoing global pandemic and the fact that fucking Egypt is, I believe, 12th worse in the world in terms of national vaccination rates, they'd probably have more luck just summoning that ancient curse. Yeah. <laughs> just a giant face made of Pfizer vials chasing Brandon Fraser through the desert. <laughs> oh, they'd love that. <laughs> And on that note, we're going to close it out. Thanks to No Illusions. Thanks to Eamon Ra. We love you. Thanks to Eli Bosnick. And thanks to all the listeners who liked us on Facebook, followed us on Twitter, and sent us feedback on the other various internets. Please keep doing that. Please keep listening, and please keep telling your friends. And if you find the naive stupidity of our giving away free show business model to be oddly charming, please feel free to send us gifts of money at our donation page at patreon.com slash skeptocrat. Just like Quantum Anal the Superposition, Derek Lee, the Sloth King, Julie Haynes, Motherfucking Summerblaze, Justin Wisniewski, London with a Y, Lester Power, and Dustin the Gay Atheist Black Sheep of the Family Baez, whose beautiful dicks and vaginas are the reason we do not have a kaiju problem right now. <laughs> and whether or not you're feeling financially benevolent like those fine people, if you enjoyed our brand of whimsy and you'd like to hear more dick jokes free of charge, check out our brother and sister shows, The Scathing Atheist, God Awful Movies, D&D Minus, and Citation Needed, available on Apple Music, Stitcher, all those other podcast apps, or the deep web. We just have one last thing. Let's compliment that penis. Special thanks to Ryan Slonick of Evil Giraffes on Mars. He is the creator of the virtuosic musical stylings you heard today, which were used with permission. You should definitely check him out using the links we'll provide, or by Googling the only band called Evil Giraffes on Mars. Until next time, catchphrase sign off. John Walker did nothing wrong. <laughs> Did a this empty cup sip and it was disappointing. Oh, we've all been there. Sad. I hate when you do it in public and you have to pretend like there was a sip. Oh yeah, absolutely. And they know. They know. They know. They all know. They're all looking at you. Do I have too much Altschmerz? Do you really like? I think <laughs> that's, that's I when know. you yell, "Yummy, yummy coffee!" throws them off the scent. Oh, good. Yeah, that's natural. I, it's so tempting to just always read the all caps as screaming in it all is, these. It is. There's so much that's tempting to do on the ad reads that wouldn't make sense to the listener. Like, <laughs> only makes sense if you're reading the, the script. Yeah. Um, they, you know, <laughs> weird parentheses or, like, or something like that, just adding that in the middle of a sentence or something like that. Um, or reading their misspellings or reading where Eli melds two words together just to see if we can win Sure. Sure, that's tricky. <laughs> I honestly almost asked you, like, wait, 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 wait. How do you spell help? <laughs> yeah, right, right, yeah. Uh -huh. <laughs> Are you advocating a therapy service called BetterHell.com? Oh, P, P, you said help. Help. Oh, Actually, okay. that, like, BetterHell.com, that's some honest therapy right there. <laughs> right? Like, come on. Like, come on. Like, just, just say it up front. Like, we ain't gonna make it good. <laughs> The demon's going to still be there. They're still going to be poking at your ass and shit. <laughs> That's a good life philosophy. Just, yeah, 10% better hell. Yep, That's what better you're shooting hell. for. That's, you know, keep your goals realistic. I want a better hell. I'm not looking to try to make heaven on earth. I'm looking for a better hell. I'm making that the vulgarity for charity website this year. I was going to say betterhell.com might, might not be taken. Oh, I'm. Oh. if you think I'm not searching for that as we speak... 
Um, you weren't because I can hear when you type. But yep, <laughs> oh, it's taken. But they do have BetterHell.org, BetterHell.info. Oh, maybe we can get a five hundred one c three. Yeah, there you go. GoodHell.com is not taken. How about Medium Hell? Ooh, <laughs> BetterHell.fan. Oh, there you go. Oh, they're really trying to sell me on Better Heck. <laughs> we can get we can get betterheck.us improvedhell.org all oh, right yeah, yeah. fancy <laughs> <laughs> just a bunch of consultants doing like office buzzword bullshit about making hell slightly more synergistic <laughs> <laughs> all i'm saying is we can use the same flames to do a lot of work you know you don't have to have a separate fire <laughs> Betterhell.email take it not taken. Just John Taffer down in hell being like, all right, come on, this is just not efficient. <laughs> Betterhell.coffee. What? Yeah. There's a dot coffee. Ooh, maybe this one. Betterhell.zone. <laughs> Betterhell.dog makes no sense. All dogs go to heaven. Stupid. Um Betterhell.farm. Can you steal anything Mike Lindell's trying to get? Like vocal or any variations of vocal? Oh, let me see. I bet I can. I can get the French one. He did not get vocal.fr. Oversight. I don't think, you know, he. Oh, they're still pissed off about the Iraq war things. <laughs> the freedom price. <laughs> yeah. Vocal.coffee is available. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm, I'm checking to see if I can get I shit in your dot coffee. <laughs> I shit in your dot coffee available for $30 a year. Wow. Actually, really? I shit in your dot com is available. Wow, really? That's that's valuable right there. I you should squat squat on that. <laughs> <laughs> I I don't want to be this guy, but I feel like I shit in your dot com is valuable to a lot of weirdos out there. I'm taking it. Amen. And I'm taking I shit in your coffee. I mean, you know. So, <laughs> Like squatting on websites, that is a money-making opportunity in 2021, man. <laughs> well, you laugh, but look who ended up with ishittinyour.com. <laughs> See if you can get blockbuster.com. Yeah. <laughs> the preceding podcast was a production of Puzzle and a Thunderstorm, LLC. Copyright 2021. All rights reserved.